Hi, how are you? Happy 9-11. Welcome to the pod-awful 9-11 crash-tacular. Never forget, this is the 2019 edition, but I thought we'd do something a little bit different this year because I think this will probably be the last year we bother celebrating um, this tragedy that happened to our country. Uh, I know a lot of people out there in my audience, you're old enough, you remember where you were. In fact, I see in the chat room before we've even began here, everybody's saying where they were. Oh, I was in class, I was eating spaghetti, whatever you were doing at the time. But there are a lot of people who have no memory of 9-11 at this point. Either they were too young or they weren't even born yet. Everyone 18 and under does not remember 9-11. So I thought before we begin tonight with the real show, I would let you guys know what 9-11 is, just in case you don't know. And to do that, I've brought along a friend. His name is Master Studios. Guys, give it up for Master Studios. He's going to explain 9-11 to the kids out there. Hey folks, I'm Chris, and uh, today is the 18th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. So, here's a vlog about it. <clears throat> this is the third vlog about the 9-11 attacks. So, and without further ado... Just in case you missed it, it there. <clears throat> just in case you missed it, there was... Of course, a smoke detector beep, even though he's outside. So somehow it just goes with the goons. Um, Back to 9-11. Well, it all started on September 11th, 2001. Naturally. I, uh, I was... 10 years old and uh, I saw the the special report about the 9-11 attacks which took place in New York City and uh, I feel sad about it and um, the planes are colliding with the Twin Towers so it um, it caused the people to be dead or injured. It's like an explosion. Like a bomb. Like... And I feel sad about it. And, um... Today is a sad anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. So... The 9-11 attacks tax is a serious issue so the terrorists were behind the 9-11 attacks and uh, I am uh, very sad about the Twin Towers collapsing 18 years ago so me too buddy me too I don't know what's gonna happen if if 9-11 hadn't happened 
the Twin Towers would have survived and the planes shouldn't have crashed to the Twin Towers and we should have all been saved and we should have cheered for the for the people who wouldn't have been dead or injured and uh, that is the ultimate reality and this reality um, the two planes collided with twin towers it means crashing and the it's it's like a debris and the the original twin towers were turned into a debris or sometimes burned into a crisp or blew like a bomb and uh, that is the sad anniversary about the 9-11 attacks. Alright folks, I hope you enjoy this vlog about the 9-11 attacks. I did. The third one. Although I, uh, although I made the first vlog about the 9-11 attacks on a Master Studios YouTube channel two years ago, and last year's 9-11 vlog which is a second vlog in the 9-11 attacks. So, both links are in the description, so check it out. Alright folks, I hope you enjoyed this 9-11 uh, vlog. Don't forget to subscribe for more content and click on the notification bell. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram in the description. Uh, drop a like on this video if you remember 9-11. Never forget. All right, folks. Never forget. I'll probably see you all in the next video. And uh, don't forget to be kind, stay, stay positive, positive, and keep, keep it, it simple. simple. Mwah. Respect the country. Respect the country. And a big salute. Thank you, Chris. Thank you so much. End of vlog, it says. So, guys, uh, those of you who were not alive for it, just to clear something up there, um, also two other planes crashed, one of them into a field and one of them into the Pentagon. No big deal. Anyway, that's what 9-11 was. And like you guys, I too remember where I was on 9-11. Tonight's show is going to be very different. You see, on 9-11, I live here in New York City, and I'm actually I'm about to move. I'm leaving New York. I revealed on Sunday I'm moving to Santa Cruz, California, and I was here on 9-11. I'd been to the Twin Towers many times, and I remember exactly where I was during that moment because I was actually, I was actually preparing for an episode of Pod Awful coming up, and I used to live in South Manhattan, and I used to be able to see the Twin Towers, and I, I remember exactly where I was during that moment, and it was a tough time. It was a very tough time. I thought tonight on what is probably our last 9-11 crash-tacular, 
we could dive into the vault, open up the archives, open up the Disney vault, and watch the episode, our first episode back after the attacks in New York of Pot Awful. Um, you know, a lot of shows, they came back at that time a, a week or two later, and it was a tough time for comedy, for entertainment in general. How do you even come back from that sort of thing? So I want to warn you now, this show, not only is it many, many, many years ago now, we're almost at two decades ago now, um, uh, but also it's, it's immediately following these events. We're still trying to piece the puzzle back together and figure out where we're at. So this video is a little slower paced than maybe you're used to from Pod Awful. The uh, set is, of course, very different. We had different equipment and things. And I want to warn you now, the only surviving tape I could find of this was actually a VHS transfer. This was before we even did the show uh, live streaming on the web. So I just want to let you know now there's going to be some visual hiccups. There's going to be some audio glitches in there. It's the best we could find. But I thought it would be a very important thing to watch, a, a, a little piece of pot-awful history, of New York history, of American history, and a nice reminder of where we were during those days. Of course, back then there was no chat room, so I will have the chat room here superimposed on screen for you. And uh, I'm just going to let the old video take it away. Please, uh, happy 9-11 and enjoy. Where is he and when will I see him again? It's the worst thing knowing that guys like me and you who have families, they're not going to see them anymore. The numbers kept going up about how many firefighters were missing. Yes. It was so hard. We it started with uh, 200. doing I guess is the way I'm going to start this um, I'm just gonna ask you the same question that I think we've all been asking each other for the past few days the past week um, because what else can you do at this point it's uh, it's been a little over a week since New York and Washington were attacked. Um, and isn't it crazy to even say something like that? I mean, to use a phrase like that feels nuts to me now. But all I can do is ask, how are you? It seems like, a, it seems like an insane thing to ask in a moment like this, but I, I don't know what else what to do. I, I want to thank you for letting me into your home. Uh, not only all these years, but of course tonight, I got to be honest, I wasn't sure if there was even a place for me after all of this, if it made any sense to be funny at a time like this. I really wasn't sure 
if we should even come back on air. Um, I'm sorry. I just, I'm going to have to take a second here because I don't know where we go from here. I'll tell you this. The reason we decided to finally come back is because uh, there's a man, uh, mayor of this city, the city we've been doing the show in for many years now, uh, Mr. Rudolph Giuliani, who came to me and many of the other entertainment shows that you've been watching over this past week. I'm, I know I'm not the first one to come back with one of these long, drawn-out speeches like this, but he came to us and he said, it's time to get back to work. It's time to get back to business. It's time to make sure they know that they can't stop America, that they can't stop New York. They can't stop us, the people. So I took his words to heart and we decided to come back. And I asked him, are we allowed to be funny? Now, I'm sure a lot of you out there thought we never were, so that's fine. But it does draw a question. I, I mean, we're all sitting here trying to... I'm sorry, when I think of the people we've lost, we're all sitting here trying to figure out what it is that's happened to us. There's still picking up the pieces to all of this and we may never have all of the answers we've heard many things so the people of the middle east osama bin laden this the these dancing israelis over in new jersey who watched the whole thing go down 17 men boarding four american airliners foreigners to this land coming on board with box cutters, never being stopped at the gate, never being questioned for any of these items, managing to get onto a plane, take it over from the inside, have nobody stop them, and unthinkably fly those planes into these big, beautiful symbols of American freedom, prosperity, economics and afterwards the buildings crumble completely leaving nothing behind their passports proving who they were go flying out and are found amongst the wreckage while we're still pulling our people out of the wreckage while there are still people who have not found out if their family members are alive or dead If you lived a hundred years, would that make any sense to you? Would that make any goddamn sense? (laughs) I'm sorry. I. (sighs) It's just, we can cut this. (laughs) That's the nice thing is we can cut this out. (sighs) You know, uh, let me tell you something. I live in New York City. I've lived here a long time. And I live in downtown Manhattan. And <laughs> the view from my the view from my apartment, it used to be 
the World Trade Center. And now, that and 3,000 lives are gone. But you want to know what the view is now? When I look out my window? (sighs) It's Staten Island, which is disgusting. But if you look slightly to the right of that, you know what the view is there? If you lean out the window and you kind of focus in more towards Jersey, you know what I see then? I see the Statue of Liberty. And you can't beat that. Bring us your tired your poor, and even your terrorists, your religious zealots. And that's America. And let me tell you something. We've spent a lot of time here at this program making fun of this city, New York City, But we discovered on that day the true courage, the heroism of the people within that city. And that's just something you can't buy. I will never, ever leave this city. New York City is my home and it's where I always want to be. If you ever in a million years doubted this in the past. Know it now to be true. New York City is the greatest city on earth. Thank you. And I just want to thank right now some of the people who make it the greatest city on earth. I'm Very pleased to say here live in studio, we have some of the heroes, the first responders, the police, the firemen, and Mayor Rudolph Giuliani live in studio. Ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Mayor. Woo! New York's finest! Woo! Woo! Oh, yeah. You guys. It was you guys. You did it. Woo! Thank Mayor Rudolph Giuliani for being here. He was kind enough right before the show tonight to film 
a little comedy segment to hope and to hopefully brighten your spirits with our first guest of the show tonight. Mayor Rudolph Giuliani, take it away. You know, you're really beautiful. And a woman that looks like that has to have her own special scent. Oh, thank you. Maybe, maybe you could tell me what you think of this scent. Hmm, I like that. This, this may be the best of all. Oh, you dirty boy, you. Oh, oh. Donald, I thought you were a gentleman. Hm. You can't say I didn't try. Thank you to Mayor Giuliani for doing that funny, funny sketch for us. And also thank you to our first guest tonight for appearing in it. Our first guest is a beloved, well-known, everyone loves this guy, New York figure, a real estate mogul here from New York City. He's joining us live on the phone. It is Donald Trump. Donald, thank you so much for joining us. I understand you were there the day of the attack, and I'm just trying to understand what can you tell us what you saw? Well, I have a window that looks directly at the World Trade Center, and I saw this huge explosion. I was with a group of people, and I, I, I really couldn't even believe it. And even, I think, worse than that, for years I've looked right directly at the building. I'd see the Empire State Building in the foreground and the World Trade Center in the background, and now I'm looking at absolutely nothing. It's just gone. And it's just hard to believe. Maybe the world is going to be changing, and maybe you're going to have F-16s flying all over the city, etc. But it's a pretty tough situation. Uh, I have somebody that was down there who witnessed at least 10 people jumping out of the building from 70 and 80 stories up in the air. I mean, you probably have 25 or 30,000 is the number I've heard, but I would think would be much more than that. I think the most of the damage will be caused not by even in the building in terms of the people dead, but just an amazing, it's an amazing thing. It's, this country is different today, and, and it's going to be different than it ever was for many years to come. Is there any silver lining in this at all? I know it's a strange question to have to ask in a time like this, but is there anything that we can look at as, as a good thing to come out of all of this? Well, it was an amazing phone call I made. 40 Wall Street actually was the second tallest building in downtown Manhattan. And, and it was actually before the World Trade Center was the tallest. And then when they built the World Trade Center, it became known as the second tallest. And now it's the tallest. And I just spoke to my people, and they said it's the most unbelievable sight. I, and I'm sorry to even have to ask you this, but did you personally know anyone in the attacks? Larry Silverstein is a terrific owner in New York and a very good friend of mine who I just called. I was very worried about him because I assume maybe he was in the building. He took possession of the building one week ago. Oh, lucky guy. As you know, he just bought lucky the World Larry, Trade Center. Huh? And uh, he was in his office and he was getting ready to move into the World Trade Center over the next two weeks. So when I just spoke to him, there's nothing you can do when people are going to be bombing planes at your building. Speaking of uh, you and Larry, I saw. You. I want to thank you for inviting me to that party you had. I mean, completely off topic, but a few weeks before the attack, uh, Mr. Trump here was kind enough to, well, you were kind enough to invite a little guy like me out to uh, Trump Tower for a, a party. 
lots of New York celebrities there and many other very famous luminaries. Bill Clinton was there. Um, that financier guy, what's his name, uh, uh, Epstein or whatever. What do, you, what do you think of those guys? I like those two guys a lot. I think yeah. they're terrific guys. That Epstein man, he's a that's a wild guy. I I that was my first time meeting him. He's a cool guy. He actually invited me out to his island. This guy, I mean, maybe this is a little inappropriate to say on a show like this, but this guy, he just he was walking around. He he took it out, and I mean, I, I, did you Donald? Did you see this? He the shape of his uh and it was almost just like a uh, like a can of soup well i i don't know it's uh i would say it was more of an egg shape personally but it was very because it was very short it was very small i know a lot of people wish it was much longer mm-hmm. okay well let's get back to the topic at hand that's very inappropriate of me um who would you say I, we've heard a lot of things over the past few days about this. Who would you say is responsible for all of this? In your estimation, I mean, what do you think? Most people feel they know uh, uh, at least approximately the group of people that did this and where they are. But, um, boy, would you have to take a hard line on this. This just can't be tolerated, and it's got to be very, very stern. Right. Well, I, I think the I think the question we all have at this point, I mean, we see those big, strong, beautiful towers fall like that, and they just, the way they fell, it was so strange. I mean, this is all just from jet fuel? I mean, can jet fuel melt steel beams like that? I just think that it was a plane with more than just fuel. I think, obviously, they were very big planes. They were going very rapidly because I was also watching where the plane seemed to be not only going fast, it seemed to be coming down into the building. So it was getting the speed from going downhill, so to speak. Uh, It just seemed to me that to do that kind of destruction is even more than a big plane, because you're talking about taking out steel, the heaviest caliber steel that was used on a building. I mean, these buildings were rock solid. This was an unbelievably powerful building. Uh, If you know anything about structure, it was one of the first buildings that was built from the outside. The steel, the reason the World Trade Center had such narrow windows, is that in between all the windows, you had the steel on the outside. So you had the steel on the outside of the building. That's why when I first looked, and you had big, heavy I-beams. When I first looked at it, I couldn't believe it because there was a hole in the steel. And this is steel that was, you remember the, the width of the windows in the World Trade Center, folks. I think, you, you know, if you were ever up there, they were quite narrow. And in between was this heavy steel. I said, how could a plane, even a plane, even a 767 or 747 or whatever it might have been, how could it possibly go through the steel? I happen to think that they had not only a plane, but they had bombs that exploded almost simultaneously, because I just can't imagine. That took a big bomb in the basement. Now, the basement is the most vulnerable place, because that's your foundation. And it withstood that. And I got to see that area. What? Hang on. So you saw bombs in the basement? You personally were taken down there and saw the, them plant the bombs? About three or four days after it took place, because one of my structural engineers actually took me for a tour because he did the building. And I said, I can't believe it. The building was standing solid, and half of the columns were blown out. I mean, so. Wow, incredible. Wow. Look, I hate to even bring this up. I mean, I think George Bush is doing an incredible job. George Bush has done a hell of a job. Yep. Yes, yes. So I, but I know in the past you've considered running for president. Are you thinking about it now? Probably not. I just don't think 
I really have the inclination to do it. I love what I'm doing. I really like it. Well, would you rule it out? I would never want to rule it out totally because I really am tired of seeing what's happening with this country. Okay, but if you ran, would you win? That's the real question. If you ran, would you win? Well, I don't know. I think I'd win. I tell you what, I wouldn't go in to lose. <laughs> so it's a maybe. If I did decide to do it, I think I'd be inclined. I, w- I would say that I would have oh, a hell well, of a chance of winning. I think, I think people, I, I don't know how your audience feels. Oh, our audience would love that. I mean, who wouldn't want you? You would be an amazing president. Absolutely amazing. Uh, you could run the country like a business. Uh, who could be angry? A beloved figure in our community. Before I let you go, Donald, um, you know, you've said many profound things here tonight, uh, and I think you're a, a rather wise sort of guy. Is there anything, any sort of statement you'd like to leave our audience with um, to help us, I don't know, to, to remember all of this, to know this place and time? Well, I guess the big thing that, that you really will have to do is never forget. You just can't forget wow. that something like this happened. Wow. Never forget. Do you mind if I use that? I would like to, wow, 9-11, never forget. And amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald, I'm going to let you go. Listen, take care of yourself. I have to go. Just be good and keep up the good show, and I'll do it again very soon. Thank you, and you take care of yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump. We're going to take a quick word from our sponsors. Uh, we have a uh, sponsor on this episode, and uh, we're going to go to a film clip, an upcoming movie coming next year. Take it away. Clint, shut her down. just you're they're going to go with that as the advertising campaign they're not going to pull that that's just okay well uh guys uh spider-man out next year next may um okay coming up next our next guest is a guy you know him he's a local comedian here in new york city or he was he's actually just moved out to la 
apparently. And to be honest, uh, I think this is the greatest city on earth, but I, I guess I can't blame him for that. You've seen him do stand up here on this very show. Um, joining us via phone is comedian Steve Ranazizi. Steve, I understand you actually worked in the tower. Is that right? Where did you work? Uh, I worked in Merrill Lynch. You worked at Merrill Lynch. Okay. And so they were in the World Trade Center. I worked on the, the 54th floor of the second tower so, until our building okay, so got hit with a plane. They were in the World Trade Center, the, then the building gets hit. I Yeah, I was there, and then the first tower got hit, and we were, like, you know, jostled all well, over yeah, the place. Oh, yeah, jostled. The, well, I could see that happening. Sure, yeah, the plane hits. Port Authority came on the loudspeaker, and they were like, hey, uh, explosion in Tower 1, um, things are being taken care of, everyone remain where you are, stay calm, we're, we're figuring things wow. out. That must have been and, uh, terrifying. I was like, well, I'm going to go check this thing out. So I went downstairs, walked outside. You left. So you actually so the the so it's the other tower gets hit and then you go downstairs to see what's going on. You feel the the impact of the other tower. You went downstairs. What happens? Uh saw all the pandemonium and then about right. 5 or 6 minutes later and then it just whoosh, bang. It's like underneath the giant overpass that no, you were under the overpass, and, and your tower, you were under there when it got hit, and so all your coworkers are up there. Yeah, but I, 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 you know, I don't know. I couldn't tell exactly where it went in, so I called up to the office. You called them? They answered the phone? And they were like, it was pandemonium, like, we're on our way down, we're on our way down, and then I just okay, started so the, they, booking it. I assume they, most of them made it down? I mean, who made it down? And I got to about West Broadway when I stopped. And uh, caught my breath, and then they watched the second tower fall. Our tower fell first. Okay, so your tower fell first. You you run to West Broadway, which is an odd direction to go. Okay, so you ran to West Broadway. Is that like they must have been corralling you that way? And then what happened? Were you thirsty at all? Like was anybody just there? There was a deli open, and they were just giving everyone Gatorades and stuff. Yeah. Second one that got hit was the first one to fall. Right. And then, now, who do you think did it, though? I mean, in that moment, you must be sitting there going, who do you think did that? The government did. The government. Okay, yeah, it could have been the government. I, I've never thought about it like that. Maybe an inside sort of thing. What would you even call that? No idea. I Literally, as far as that's concerned, I had no idea what was going on till three hours into it. I just thought it was two drunk idiots. I didn't, couldn't tell the size of the planes or anything no, like that. you didn't think it was drunk guy. Come on. B- both pilots, the both planes? The second time, I was like, well, I, something's going on here, but I, it, like, it did not dawn on me. I walked across the Manhattan Bridge. No, wait, hang on. You walked across, because you walked across the Manhattan Bridge? Because I was just on the phone with Donald Trump. He said people were sent across the Brooklyn Bridge. Wait, which one was it? Walking across the Brooklyn Bridge, like, it was a literally 100,000 people Oh, this is the best. Before that, I, a cab pulls up, and I'm like, all right, I'm out. Let's go. He's like, $500 to Brooklyn. And I was like, what? No, $500? Are you sure? Actually, start telling me the story again and see if it still stays the same. All right. He goes, $450. Okay, so $450. So maybe it was a slight exaggeration a second ago. Okay. Keep it going. Uh, and he goes, uh, I go, what? what, what? What do you mean for? He goes, I, they're shutting down the island. I got one trip out. So you didn't That's pay it. for it. Okay, I go out, I well, can't come back in. So you walk across the bridge, then what? My girlfriend worked on the 24th floor, and I didn't know where she was for like seven hours. Oh, my God. You're, so your girlfriend, was she in the building? Is she okay? What happened was I got walked home and then got to my apartment, caught my breath, 
you know, watch the news. And then uh-huh. about three, an hour goes by, two hours, no her. And I'm like, oh, oh and I call her parents and tell her she's dead. Oh, my God. You, I, I can't imagine being in your shoes. That, that's awful. To have to tell your girlfriend's parents that she might be dead? I, I mean, I, she's okay, though, right? And uh, she comes walking to the door. What happened was she was on the subway oh. in, and she was underneath the water. So oh. because the, the Trade Center was the first stop in, in Manhattan, they all had right. to back out all the subways. All the trains had to come and out. And they had to back out every subway, so it took forever. And uh, I would imagine. But, man, I, I mean, imagine had you called up her parents and said, oh, she's dead. She died in 9-11. And then, I mean, they would have been freaking out. How would you even live with that guilt? It turns out she's alive. Like, oh my God, I couldn't imagine having something like that on my conscience for that long. We went up to the roof of our building. We smoked a joint and then decided we were going to leave. Oh, cool, man. That's, that's pretty cool. So wait, hang on. So you were out there, you were putting out, when you were on the bridge, Right. Tell me the bridge part of the story again, because I mean, did you ever did you help anybody? Like when you're at the bottom of the building or when you're running to the bridge, did you ever do anything to try to help anybody? So I was putting fires out here and there. You were putting out fires. Wow, wow. You're sort of you're also a first. You're a hero. Everyone, I, I, everyone was there. There had to be a hundred thousand people walking across the bridge. Uh huh. So. Let me ask you this, though, and I, I understand if you don't want to talk about it, but did you have anybody pass away? And I mean, you you worked with so many people there. Did anybody you know pass away in the in the uh, event? I uh, I played in uh, Urban Professional Basketball League, and one of the dudes on my team worked for Canner, uh, and they had you know they had no shot. Oh my god. I'm so sorry. I mean, it, that's terrible. The only thing that could be worse is if more than one guy. I mean, I, I get. I, I hate to even say something as macabre as this, but you know, one out of six. I mean, was uh, six guys out of the ten on my team died. Oh, oh. So it was five of them. It was it one or is it five? I can't really keep up with all of this. There were like five of them were canner guys that just had. They had no shot. You know, that, I mean, that was, they were at the floors of impact. It was just, you know. Uh, okay, well, look, I don't want to press you too hard on it. I know this is a traumatic, traumatic thing for you. But, um, I mean, is there anything you want to let people know um, about this event or about the way it's changed you? I mean, something for the future out there? I could go out, meet a girl that semi-attractive, have sex with her, and literally snap her neck and bury her in the desert and never think twice about it. Go to sleep like a baby. Well, well, okay. All right. Well, I we don't need to know that. Look, Steve, I appreciate you talking to us about this. I mean, it must be tough for you, and uh, I, I can't imagine what you've been through here. Um, just a real, a real terrible burden. Like, oh, you know, I just don't ever want to feel like I'm anyone, like I'm cashing in. No, no, no. Telling this story. In fact, it's important for you to tell people this story, Steve. I want you to tell as many people as possible about this because, uh, people need to know what it was like actually on the ground that day. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much, Steve, for calling in. Steve ran as easy. Really appreciate you calling in, buddy. We'll have you back on the show sometime when things clear up around here. It's okay. 
folks, we're going to take a quick break. We've got another sponsor here, and this is from actually another comedian that you know from our show. It's done stand-up right here on our stage, uh, a fellow by the name local comedian Mark Marin. You might remember him, been on our show, been on Conan O'Brien. He actually just recorded on September 19th. Uh, he and some of his friends recorded a documentary film, some sort of documentary film where they go around in a day in the life of Mark Marin and uh, him just trying to figure out this world of comedy in a post-attack world. Um, very compelling stuff. Take a look at this. In the midst of all this horror, it has been the nicest weather we have had in months. Everybody's scared now. I was always a little scared, though. I got to be honest. With you. I don't know what the fuck. I just don't know what the fuck to believe, man. Do you? <laughs> that's the kind of laughter. Someone having a nervous breakdown. Hey. That's what the kind of laughter it was. It was a spastic kind of response. Ah! And then like, they were all literally in shock. You know, they, they just needed to do something. And I was sort of impressed that they chose comedy because, you know, they wanted some sort of connection. They chose to commune. It's very hard to discuss what the fuck is going on, isn't it? But I know there's something wrong with Florida. The type of comedy I do, how can you go up there and not acknowledge it? The Watergate burglars, the fucking coup d'etat that led to this presidency, and the fucking terrorists. <laughs> oh, yeah, and my mother lives there. I don't know how... <laughs> and he's like, look, if you do it, uh, you'll never work here again. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know what I mean? I'm expected to be some sort of voice of something, you know, at least my own confusion. <laughs> this guy from the uh, LA Times came in the other night. I'm really worried about how he's going to depict me in the paper. <sighs> wow, they really fucking featured me in this thing. I'm fucking floundering in insecurity and fear right now. I'm gonna have to figure out a way to eat one, really, sort of, to eat some decadent things without having it lead to heroin. Wow. That's a, uh, looks like a great movie. Mark Marin, we wish him well. A big up-and-comer. I see big things in the future for him. Um, probably the, uh, the next face of comedy. So, anyway, I do, uh, we do want to go over a few of the news stories that have been going on ever since the attack here. Uh, I think the big thing on a lot of people's minds has been who was behind this, what what led to this. Um, I, I've got several news stories here, just some random ones, where we're trying to put the pieces together again. Uh, and I don't know... I don't know for sure like where any of this will lead, but we'll find out. Um, let's see here. So we've got, looks like, uh, this one's called five men detained as suspected conspirators. This is from uh, New Jersey Wednesday. This is on the 12th. So the day after they already were finding out information, very, very important stuff. Um, Let's see what it says here. About eight hours after terrorists struck Manhattan, tallest skyscrapers, police in Bergen County detained five men. Uh, this is in New Jersey, Bergen County. Five men who they said were found carrying maps linking them to the blasts. Wow. 
Incredible, incredible. The five men who were in a van stopped on Route 3 in East Rutherford around, let's see here, 4.30 p.m. were being questioned by police, but they had not been charged with any crime late Tuesday. Okay. Okay, so they hadn't been charged with anything yet uh, as of late Tuesday. The Bergen County Police Bomb Squad x-rayed packages found inside the van but did not find any explosives authorities said however sources close to the investigation said they found other evidence linking the men to the to the bombing plot whoo okay so there are maps of the city in the car with certain places highlighted the source said it looked like they're hooked in with this it looked like they knew what was going to happen when they were at liberty state park and of course statue of liberty right now on high alert very much the authorities are completely locked down. You can't go to Liberty Island now. Sources also said that bomb-sniffing dogs reacted as if they had uh, detected explosives, although officers were unaware, uh, sorry, unable to find anything. The FBI seized the van for further testing, authorities said. Sources said the van was stopped as it headed east on Route 3, between the Hackensack River Bridge and the Sheraton Hotel. So this is big. I mean, this is really big. Bomb squad, they have detected traces of explosives. It looks like these guys were planning something. Five mystery men. Um, Sources said the FBI alert, known as a BOLO, or be on the lookout, was sent out at 3.31 PM. Now, this is about another group of fellas. The East Rutherford officer summoned the county police bomb squad. Let me see here. Vehicle possibly related to New York terrorist attack. White 2000 Chevrolet van with New Jersey registration with urban moving systems sign. Now, this urban moving systems, I've seen this come up in a few different places now in the paper here. I'm telling you right now, folks, this is going to be big. Okay, a lot of people out there. Let me tell you something. A lot of a lot of the newscasters out there, a lot of the pundits, they're talking about who's behind this. They're talking about what we're going to do about it. Uh, A lot of fervor, a lot of words have been said about Saddam Hussein, about Osama bin Laden could possibly be behind this. Apparently, he might be taking uh, credit for this. But there's many plays here. There's many different factors at play. And I'll tell you this right now. If Osama bin Laden did this, let me tell you something. George W. Bush is going to be the man that takes him down, boy. If Osama bin Laden had anything to do with this, Osama, you're dead in less than a year, okay? We're the American military. We're the biggest, strongest military on earth, and there's nothing you can do to stop us, all right? We will be in Afghanistan or wherever it is you are within a week, within a week, Start saying your prayers to Allah right now. I can tell you that. You're dead meat. You are dead meat. But the interesting thing here is they're finding these other cells, these sort of terrorist cells and these possible people with links, and these people are not related to Osama bin Laden. This is interesting. So I think we're going to see a lot of future information about this. In fact, I've already seen um, ever since the 11th, uh, authorities have arrested thousands of, thousands 
of Israelis about this. So that's interesting to me. Now, I obviously, like most Americans, I think of Israel as one of our allies, one of our closest allies, but they're arresting thousands and thousands of Israelis over this. Apparently, a lot of them are here uh, under mysterious circumstances. And this, these five right here in this urban moving systems van are definitely included with that. Three individuals with the van were seen celebrating after the initial impact. Sickens me. That sickens me. That sickens me. I got to tell you right now, folks, that is disgusting. The idea that these five Israelis are dancing around on top of a van while our nation is crumbling, while one of our great... (sighs) While one of our great New York skyscrapers is crumbling. Let me tell you something. You think we're coming for Osama bin Laden? Oh, you just wait. Israel, if you had anything to do with this, and I mean anything... Trust me, we are going to absolutely go in there and make sure Holocaust Let me read this here. Uh, they were celebrating with, uh, with the initial impact and subsequent explosion. FBI Newark field office requests that if the van is located, hold for prints and detain individuals. So they had, they don't even have the van yet. As of this writing, uh, they just were made aware of these individuals dancing on this urban moving systems van. Again, if it turns out your Mossad agents, not only are you going to go for Ever. But we will absolutely shit all over the Torah and make you eat it. It's going to be another show. Trust me, George W. Bush and the politicians of this country would never bow to Israel or anyone else when it comes to this. So if we find out even one shred of evidence when it comes to Israel having something to do with all of this, it's over. It's over. We're going to glass it. It becomes Palestine again. Trust me on that. Um, Let's see what it says here. Business records show an urban moving systems with offices on West 50th Street in Manhattan and on West 18th Street in Weehawken. Telephone messages left at the businesses Tuesday evening were not immediately returned. Business records show the owner as Dominic Sutter of Fair Lawn. And this is interesting. Apparently, he does have ties back to Israel himself. More on that uh, if, we, if we come across it. A business traveler staying at the Homestead Studio Suites Hotel said she watched state troopers drive the suspects away in a procession of state police cars at about 5 p.m. Now, I've got another story here as well. Let me see if I can find this one here. We've got another story here, and this is uh, related to the same thing. This is actually from the 13th, the following day. Trio who cheered attack face boot as illegal aliens. Oh, I hope so. I hope. Let me tell you this. I'm getting sick of all these illegal aliens in here, too. And I don't know if we can get... We've got a lot on our plates right now, folks. George W. Bush, he's got a lot to do. And the man, he's made to do it. Okay, I know that in my heart. So I don't know if we can get it done during his presidency, but trust me, whoever comes in to office after him, this whole illegal aliens thing, it's over with. Okay, 
by the time the next guy gets in, what what would that be? Let's see, George George W. Bush. Then uh, we got 2004. So in 2008, whoever we elect then, Republican, Democrat, I, it doesn't even matter. They're, they're, we're all on the same side on this. It's time we stop giving our country away to these illegal aliens. Okay, I think we've all had enough. We're hardworking people. The American people are finally coming together. And this isn't about race. This isn't about color, creed, religion, none of that. In fact, we've seen the best of people in the, in the wake of these attacks. So I can tell you right now, I've seen people of every color out there getting along, helping each other out, lending a helping hand. It's not about that. It's about doing the right thing. It's about what's legal and illegal, okay? And I guarantee you, whoever's in office next... If George W. Bush doesn't get it done, that next guy is going to get it done. Let's see what this says. So the trio who cheered attack face boot as illegal aliens. This is from the New York Post, folks. New York Post, September 13th. Three men who celebrated as the Twin Towers crumbled, oh my God, are facing deportation. Ooh, boy. You know, I hate to do this to you folks. I hate to do this, but I am getting very heated on all of this. Very heated. The Post has learned the men described as illegal uh, the men described as illegal immigrants from the Middle East were arrested Tuesday afternoon in a white Chevy van near the Meadowlands based on a tip from witnesses who saw them oh boy boils my blood demons these demons who saw them cheering and jumping up and down I, I'm I'm sorry I'm from let me just let me just uh, apologize for a second for those of my oh boy for those in my audience who don't know i'm originally from the south and something like this you know I, I, i'll be a new yorker till the day i die at this point but you know when something like this gets my blood boiling that southern boy in me comes back out and oh boy oh boy i could rip a man in half i swear Okay, I apologize. Let me keep reading this. New York Post. Witnesses saw them cheering and jumping up and down in Liberty State Park after the attack, a source said. Gosh, I'm getting thirsty here. I'm out of tap water. Uh, I got nothing to drink. All right. Witnesses took the plate number and the FBI sent out an alert to area cops reading vehicle possibly related to New York terrorist attack. Three individuals with van were seen celebrating after initial impact and subsequent explosion. These guys, let me, oh man, that, that's all you need to know right there. People cheering, these guys cheering, apparently Israeli, Israeli immigrants here cheering our nation being attacked. That's disgusting. And I guarantee you, we will get them out of this country and get them prosecuted. We know you're connected, and we will get it done. <sighs> All right. I, I, I'm very sorry to, uh, <clears throat> sorry. Very sorry to get heated like that. I'm a professional, and uh, it's, I'm paid to be a professional on this sort of thing. So I do apologize, folks. Um, I just. I think we're all at a point now in this city and in our country where we're just looking for answers. There's still people out there trapped in that rubble. And all I know is when we finally figured out what happened to Building 7, and we will figure it out, I think we'll finally have the answers we need 
when it comes to all of this. I hate to sign off on a dour note, but there's really no other way to do it. I want to say thank you to everybody who has allowed me into their homes tonight to talk to them about all of this. Um, I'm hoping that tomorrow night on the show, we can come back and we can get back to business as usual. I hope this has been a healing moment for everybody. I want to thank Donald Trump. I want to thank Mayor Rudolph Giuliani, Steve Ranazizi, all my guests tonight on the show. Oh, you know what? That actually reminds me. I've been sitting here clapping this whole time. I'll leave you with this story. I think it's a kind of nice little story. Um, You know, I I went and visited Ground Zero, finally. I gave myself some time, and it was hard. It was hard. And, of course, they're not letting people get too close down there, but, you know, I have some connections, and I wanted to do my part. I wanted to go down there, and, you know, I'm no... I'm not as brave as a first responder. It's nothing like that. I mean, I was there during the attack and I did help out, but I'm not like a fireman or an EMS guy. I'm just some guy, you know, just I'm a guy who manages to run into the lobby, save a few people and then get out of there like everybody else. Um, And I wanted to go back to ground zero and see if I could help find some of the victims who might still be in there whether it be them alive or their bodies, to return them to their families. And while we're doing that, we're also, you know, they don't don't tell you this on the news, but while we're down there, we're also looking through the rubble for any evidence of anything. And you never know what you come across. I mean, it's it's insane. I've heard stories as far out as New Jersey, Brooklyn, Queens even. They're finding papers and 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 debris the it's been littered all across the city i hate to even call it litter considering what it once was the great beautiful part of our our new york skyline but all sorts of documents luggage uh personal effects i mean these things that once held such value to people now covered in this ash this dust and some of it could be important to somebody. Um, I was looking through the rubble and I found a suitcase. And as some of you might know, uh, some of these planes, they had passengers on them all the way from Florida. And I found a suitcase while I, while I was at Ground Zero. And uh, it was really torn up, super beaten up as you'd imagine, um, covered in ash. And most of the contents of it had fallen out. And I'm, I'm taking a look at it. I'm trying to see if there's any name tag on there. And I look at the name tag. And the name is smudged. I can't, I can't read it. Okay. But I can see it says their location. It says where they came from. Miami, Florida. So I know I've got this bag in my hands from somebody who probably hoped to have gone back to Miami, seen their family. You never know what a person's story might be. One day, hopefully, we'll find all this stuff out. But I find this bag from Miami, Florida, and I'm thinking about the journey it took to get there into my hands that day. 
And I'm looking inside. I'm looking to see if there's any personal effects, anything we can return to a family member. There's no identifying things. In fact, there's, there's only one thing inside the entire bag. And uh, it's really amazing. It really shows you just how much human ingenuity can persevere through even the hardest, hardest, most, the, the, the biggest trials. Um, you know, I, I, it's not going to seem like much. I, I've cleaned it off, but I found this inside the bag. And in a way, it just kind of makes me think of all of this, of, of all my worries about coming back and doing this show and uh, if that was an appropriate thing to do or not. I cleaned this little thing off, and uh, I'd be happy to return this. If, if you or someone you know might be the owner of this item, please let me know as soon as possible. But I just I, I took a look at this, and I realized it was still working, and it blew me away. Um, it blew me away what humans are capable of, what people, humanity is capable of. It's just this, it could have been a kid's toy. I mean, it might have been a child on the plane, but it's just this little sound effects thing. I don't even know what you call it. It says sound machine on it. And listen to this. You know, it's crazy. I can't believe this thing still works. But that, right there that's the human spirit that's what we're capable of together <sighs> until next time folks Have and that is where the footage cuts out uh, that's all I've got I'm sorry about any of the sound or video issues during any of that but that's where it leaves us, folks. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to this 9-11 Crash-tacular. Oh, yeah. I completely forgotten about that thing. Um, anyway, thank you so much. Uh, this has been our final Crash-tacular. We will be entering season infinity. 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 As soon as I'm done moving and rebuilding the studio, I don't know when that'll be, so follow me on all the social medias. Join the Pizza Fund, podawful.pizza. Support the show. Also, we've got a brand new limited edition t-shirt in the store right now. It's at podawful.com slash store, podawful.shop. We'll also take you there. It's called Neo Peace. That's our new shirt, Neo Peace. It will only be up for maybe a week and a half, maybe two weeks. I don't know. I don't know. It's not going to be up for very long. So you got to get it now. Okay. Potawful.shop, Neo Peace shirt. Um, let's give Neo Peace a chance, shall we? Uh, I think that's a good message to maybe end things on here when it comes to the 9 11 crash tacular. Before we go, I want to say thank you to everybody for supporting me for all this time, uh, for all these many, many years we've been doing the show. The show started in 1992, and I can't believe so many of you have stuck it out with me for so long since then. That's why I'm so excited to enter this new season with you. 
And uh, I just want to say thanks to all the pizza funders out there as well for making sure that we can continue doing this amazing content. And I see a lot of people seem to have enjoyed the uh, archive footage there. So if you like that sort of stuff, please consider joining the pizza fund, potawful.pizza. We built our own Patreon. We don't run ads. We don't have sponsors. It's This is my only job. Um, I try to do everything as cool and as above board and, you know, I try to be the least scumbag kind of guy <laughs> there is, uh, doing this sort of stuff. So, uh, if you like that sort of thing, then please support potawful.pizza. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at underscore Santa Cruz Joker. I'm all over Facebook as well. Join our Facebook group, potawful.com slash cult. And speaking of the Twitter, by the way, um, maybe you don't realize this. I'm at underscore Santa Cruz Joker on there, but I also have at Barack Obama in my handle. It's, <laughs> it just lets you put anything. So I put at Barack Obama, and so I occasionally get messages from people thinking I actually am Barack Obama. This really happens all the time, um, you, like way more often than you would think. And I got one today of a woman trying to get Barack Obama and Michelle Obama to listen to, I think it was a woman. It might be a guy. It sounds like a guy singing. Looks like a lady. Hard to tell. Um, don't remember the name. Let me take a look at the name here. Let's let's find this. Uh, Sean Cherry Vintes. Sean, Te- Sean Cherry Vintes sent Barack Obama a 9-11 memorial song. So I thought it'd be a nice way. I got it today. So I thought it'd be a nice way to end the show. Uh, we'll go out on Sean Cherry Vintez's 9-11 memorial song. This is called The Battle Will Be Won, commemorating September 11th, 2001. I replied to Sean Cherry, and I said, I'll share this with Michelle. And they thanked me, and they said, God bless you, sir. Here we go. Uh, guys, thank you so much. Uh, thanks to everybody. Bye. Happy 9-11. Never forget. Like Donald Trump said, never forget. We have more together as one big family. We have cried, so many have died. We must live. The strength we need to survive We must stand together We must fight with all our might We will never be defeated Oh no, we won't be defeated Oh, we will never be defeated Oh no, the battle
over to potawful.com slash iTunes and subscribe to us on iTunes. We're live every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern at potawful.tv. Love the show? Keep it going by donating to the Pizza Fund. potawful.com slash support. And anything else you need is at potawful.com. Another hit show, Jules.